0: This is Coach Mike, and you're listening to Diamonds, Pearls, and Hardwood, Triple Crown Sports Podcast. Boom. Every time.
1: Welcome back into Diamonds, Pearls, and Hardwood, the Triple Crown Sports Podcast. Thomas Hoffman, Coach Mike, and Luke Price. We're back. It's been a while. It's been a busy summer. But, gentlemen, we're back in the office.
0: It's good to be back. It's good to... uh... Be out of the East Coast humidity and rain showers and pop-up thunderstorms pretty much every single day.
2: Yeah, it's been a while. A lot has transpired since we last talked to you guys, and and uh, kind of did this. So uh, it was a long summer, good summer, uh, another year under our belt, and uh, excited for
1: excited for the fall stuff. Yeah, it's, it'll be a busy fall schedule, but uh, it's time to time to recap some of the things that have gone on over the summer, especially in the months of July and uh, early August or July, highly regarded as one of the busiest months in the company. I certainly wasn't in the office very often. I know you guys were in the office very often. Mike, where you were you, you talking about the humidity out east. Uh, talk about what you were doing over the summer.
0: Yeah, so uh, July 16th, I packed up a couple uh, big suitcases and made Richmond, Virginia, uh, my home for about two and a half weeks there. Um, had for our U.S. baseball championships uh, that's been played there for a number of years. I think it's going on maybe even year 10 um, at this point. Uh, very highly competitive um, exposure event that we have out there for upper class teams. Uh, it was the first week. Uh, which is a combination of 18 new and 17 new teams, and then following that, uh, we have the underclass team. Uh, our teams come out uh, for the following week. So, uh, real competitive atmosphere out there in Richmond. Really good, um, you know, partners that we work with within Henrico County um, and the Virginia Sports Complex out there. Um, you know, I couldn't be more pleased. With the way that tournament went, you know, we had a lot of college coaches. I think between the two sessions, we had roughly 30 college coaches, anywhere from uh, high level Division I schools like the University of Richmond, uh, James Madison was there, George Mason, uh, to some pretty competitive D2 and D3 programs uh, from Shepherd University out in West Virginia. Um, got to hang out with Matt McCarty, a good bit, the head coach there, um, and even some of the Division Three schools, Cairn University. Yeah, Coach alma Price's mater. alma mater. I uh, was out there, you know, taking a look at some players. Um, you know, really competitive. We had the Richmond Braves in there, uh, Tommy Mayer's program. I actually got a chance to talk with uh, his wife, uh, Dale, a good bit. Went over to their house. I uh, Was gonna do some fishing one night there, but ended up getting a little too dark early, uh, so I ended up just hanging out with the Mayor's family. Uh, great people there, and also had a chance to to really get um, up close and personal with a lot of the other coaches, Joe Surface uh, from the Connecticut Blue Jays Elite, um, you know Frank Cooney from uh, the Evolution Baseball uh, for the upper class teams. You know I know that there's. A lot of other guys out there I got to, to talk with, Ron Maurer, you know, I had a really sweet conversation with him um, to see how much it mattered for these teams. I think that's something that I really enjoy about USBC is that it's it's still competitive. It's not just strictly showcasing out there, you know, college coaches. Kind of have a radar on some of these players where they know who they are, but they want to see how they compete in games. You know, can you bunt the guy over whenever it's needed? Um, you know, can you do your job on the mound, not just going up there and trying to run up the radar going to 95? Um, you know, it's have that competitive atmosphere. And I talked with Ron. I think it was in the well, I was watching the game at RFMP Stadium, probably one of the premier fields or high school fields in the state of Virginia. Um, and it was a tie game going into the top of the 7th, and the RBA South Phillies were uh, the away team with their 7, 8, 9 hitters up. And I think they drew a walk, had a couple doubles, and ended up putting a 4 spot up in the top of the 7th. Um, and the players and Ron were just going you know, nuts with excitement. And I was able to talk with Ron the following day, and he kind of told me, you know that was probably the most excited he's been in the third base coach's box, um, maybe in his career. He said, and from a guy who's coached for a long period of time, you know that's really cool. It's the the tournament director to hear um, that that's you know it means something to them to win the triple crown U.S. baseball championships or to move on to that next round um, and play the next game. I think. You know, during bracket play with that upper-class division, every single game we had was, was very competitive, and that filtered down into the underclass, you know, session two, uh, where we had the final there between the Ocean State Swarm out of Rhode Island and uh, the Richmond Braves. Eric My- Mayers, um, Tommy's son, actually coaches that team, too, and, um, you know, they hung in there. Ocean State Swarm actually came out with the win there um, you know they they hit the ball really well I told um, Tom Pasha their head coach I was like man you know I didn't I, I might have underwrote you guys a little bit I thought you guys were pretty good and they did well during pool play but the way they came out and hit in that underclass championship game against three of you know the Richmond Braves top arms, um, you know, they weren't hitting balls off the wall or anything like that, but you know, the old, uh, saying hitting them where they ain't <laughs> type thing is what they did. And, and it was really cool to, to see those kids celebrate and, and have a good trip down from, you know, new England to the Richmond area, um, battled some rain, you know, I couldn't thank my staff enough. Um, and the Henrico County, uh, you know, employees and field people there, where we had plenty of rain delays, had to move some games around up at Virginia Sports Complex. Had a little bit of a microburst come through, so I apologize to any families who might have had a pop-up tent there that uh, didn't make it back <laughs> to your home state because of that storm. But you know, we were able to to play every game there, um, and I'm already looking forward to 2019 event and really getting it back up to growing it, um, you know, getting more teams there and, but also at the end of the day, keeping that competitive format, um, that it's still not anybody or everybody can make it in there. It's gotta be for those guys that are going to come down and compete. Um, but also get a chance to be seen, um, by some college coaches there, you know, the college coaches I know enjoy coming to it. Um, you know, they enjoy being at the field and, you know, see some, see some kids from it, you know, whether it's guys that they might already have committed to their school that they can keep tabs on or, you know, getting a look at some new arms or new hitters there. Um, they always enjoy coming out and it was really cool to, to get a chance to hang out with them, um, you know, just talk the game. We do some college coaches social with uh, with the club coaches and you know just building the network uh, through this game, you know, and bouncing ideas, going through different pitching and hitting drills, you know, what the college guys do compared to some of these club guys. Um, you know, it's really great to expand that network, um, and really the fraternity of what it is with being a baseball coach at any level. Um, as well as on the tournament director side of things.
1: There's a lot to unpack there, Luke. Uh, but uh, you had some some good stuff going on in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Um, also, spent a lot of time out east. Uh, what what have you been up to in the center?
2: Yeah, he, I had the Tennessee event. Got to go back home to Nashville for a few days um, for that to set up that event, get that going. But I had to come back before it actually uh, started. Because I had Michigan, uh, a tournament in Michigan, and then the Summer Nationals in Myrtle Beach to get ready for, uh, which kind of happened at the same time, uh, Michigan and uh, kicked off the 12th of July, and that's the same day I flew to Myrtle Beach, which started on the 15th of July. It ran until uh, the first few days of August, so um, kind of been all over the place. Got through a few events, uh, and, and you know wanted to wanted to not just get through the events. Uh, a couple of those. Uh, got handed to me when a couple of employees left Um, but my goal was to not just get through it but to Mm -hmm. uh, be able to hand it off to John Casale who will take the summer nationals over next year Um, just wanted to hand that off to him in the best shape as as possible so I I put a lot of pressure on myself um, was as these guys can uh, in here can can admit as well that uh, I was pretty stressed out all summer um, just because I I wanted to uh, take care of it and and nurture it kind of before we handed that event off to John, but a uh, really good event in Myrtle Beach, a lot of good baseball teams. I was very surprised at, about the uh, competition there. Uh, I knew there was going to be some good teams kind of like Mike you, you, Mike just said you kind um, of you, you don't really know how a good team is. Uh, you just hear about them and kind of see the record on game-changer when you study them um, But to see them play was a completely different thing. So We were pretty happy with it, and uh, yeah, good to be back home and catch my breath a little bit before get ready for October and the Fall Nationals.
1: We interrupt this podcast to bring you an ad for Triple Crown Baseball. Best locations, best teams, best facilities, lifelong memories www.triplecrownbaseball.com All right, well, I mean, much like you guys, I spent uh, a lot of time on the road. That was my question I was going to say. Tell us about your summer. Uh, Well, see, I mean, I went to Omaha twice, uh, session one and session three of Omaha. It's one of my favorite events every year. Uh, the Omaha Slump Buster, being able to uh, get out there, the the talented teams, just the just the atmosphere of the event. I think kids love that. You get to see um, some great baseball at TD Ameritrade, which I never got to experience Rosenblatt uh, before it was torn down. But uh, TD Ameritrade is a, a fantastic place to watch a ball game. Um, and so Session 1, Session 3, uh, big successes out there. Brandon and Jason... Um, do a great job out there, omahastumpbuster.com uh, for 2019. Those dates are up, and ready to go, reserve your spot now. Uh, do not get left out in the cold uh, by, by one of those events.
2: I uh, actually sit by Jason and, and Brandon, and they're getting payments already for next year. So this is legit, don't miss out. Teams are starting to pay already for 2019, um, 11 months away. So like Thomas
1: said, do not miss it. It's not an event you want to miss. Don't miss it. Uh, went out to the Sparkler Fireworks, the, the big flagship softball event, um, fast pitch, and uh, another another great tournament, another huge, big festival-like atmosphere. Tons of college coaches. That's the the one thing that impresses me year in and year out. Is just you know every college coach in America is is at this at this tournament. You know the one of the better stories of the week was Mike White who was formerly the coach of the University of Oregon, did a camp in the morning uh, for Scott Cameron and the juniors down in Colorado Springs um, and did it from like 9 to noon was his camp. Did it, was dressed up in Oregon gear, uh, ready to go. Right at noon he leaves, and at 1 o'clock we all get a press release. He's now the head coach of the University of Texas. So does he show up later with, with Texas Orange? Well he only game? had to do the one, the okay. one gig. but I yeah, know he was awesome. at uh, he did some talks at some Texas um, fast pitch events wearing his, his Texas gear. but uh, great guy, but did you know fulfill this commitment, was still part you know dressed in, in University of Oregon yeah. and then, you know got the call from his agent, whatever, took his, you know, the stuff off and put on the burnt orange after that. Yeah. So uh, enjoy that. Um, then I, I covered the Colorado State Baseball championships for the first time. This year, that, that was a lot of fun. I think those teams enjoyed it. We got a lot of good stories out of there. Uh, myself, Nate Chu, who does all of our video stuff. If you see any of the uh, pictures, videos, and um, anything digital that, that comes out of Nate Chu. Bigley, a.k.a. Big League. A.k.a. Big League Chu. We had a great uh, seasonal. Brady King was with us, not related to Dave or Carrie King, um, this summer. She was uh, out there as well. Then went to Atlanta for US Club Nationals, um, which uh, you got, uh, uh, Mike, you'd been out there years previous, um, but this year we, we moved. There was no closing ceremonies, it was an opening ceremony. Uh, we kind of did the awards like a normal Triple Crown event, mm-hmm. and that kickoff at the battery was, uh, I, I thought, really great stuff. Yeah. Um, big, big time atmosphere. Shout out to Alan Klein and Alyssa Morrison for that. Yeah, USclubnationals.com. Um, get get in touch uh, to get your club ready for that one. Some really elite baseball, and that brings up one thing that I'll talk about later. But we'll talk about coaching in in these tournaments. Some of the things that I saw um, that really just raised questions. Like, Why is this happening? What do you what What are you telling? Yeah. What's going on? Um, so we'll get to that later. Then finished up the summer as I always do in Steamboat Springs for the World Series, mm-hmm. which is just. The best. It is the mountain air. the The teams are good. You usually don't have that many problems with uh, you know as far as teams get mad at each other or, or umpire issues, and um, so that the pace of it it's great. It's it's a great tournament. TCWorldSeries.com. dot com. Sign up for that one um, for next year. Depending on your age group, either in Steamboat Springs or Park City, Utah. Both great, great events. All of those can be found at TripleCrownSports.com, Triple Crown Baseball if you like uh, baseball or softball. Certainly we're getting into volleyball here coming up um, soon and and very soon. Um, But an excellent summer once again. Uh, Shout out to all the event directors. It's a job that I would not want to have. I'm a a media guy. I'm not envious of being (laughs) an event director. Uh, It is from, from my chair, it looks a lot more stressful than me sending out a couple of tweets on an afternoon or writing up a, a 600 word story. So, yeah. Yeah, it
2: is get stressful. I, I want to shout out to our, our seasonal help, uh, especially. Um, I know Mike had Grace who helped him a lot. I had uh, Haley Henson and Caitlin Hoffman. And without them, um, the stress level I felt, which was astronomical, would have been even more. And they, they were a huge help. So thank you, Haley. Thank you, Caitlin. Uh, You you guys were awesome, and I appreciate everything you did.
0: Yeah, and I think, you know, like anything, uh, with any job, it'll stress you out at some point. But at the end of the day, you know, our full-time jobs are to revolve around baseball. You know, I gave a recruiting talk uh, for the underclass session during a, a personal workout day to some players and parents and you know I'm lucky enough to to say I don't know if I've ever had like a real job type thing even you know granted at the end of the day this is still a real job but it's always revolved around baseball you know my prior job to this um, you know I get to go out and at the end of the day the the stress levels you know are there for a reason because we care I think if it didn't if we didn't care so much about it we wouldn't get You know, I've stressed out about it, Um, and then there's, you know, no better feeling in my opinion than once the tournament gets going, and then after, you know, that final championship out is recorded, you know, to say that okay, you know, we we did it, we made it through. Uh, Not only did we make it through, but you know, we put on a great event uh, for these players, coaches, and families that. Know, they'll remember hopefully for the rest of their lives, type thing. Whether it was they remember going to the beach in Myrtle Beach or going to uh, the Richmond Flying Squirrels games and got to meet Will Clark or whatever it may be, you know, a, a walk to start a rally in a game. Um, it's always cool to see that and see the parents and the kids, you know, get excited about it. Um, you know, I think for me at least. Really overrides all the stress that goes through the year and then just makes that end result that much more gratifying, um, you know, and exciting for 2019. You know, I was already probably two days after uh, U.S. baseball championships finished up, I was already starting to research teams that I wanted to invite for 2019, you know. So it's good to be back. It's good to, you know, it'll be nice to do a little fishing and golfing this fall but you know I'm already getting excited for 2019 like we talked about here
1: alright well uh, we'll finish up this podcast um, with uh, either the best or, or craziest thing you saw this summer uh, in relation to your events uh, we're going to keep it Triple Crown related again uh, visit us triplecrownsports.com find us on social media at triplecrownspts uh, and Triple Crown Sports on Facebook and Instagram. Um, Mike, we'll start with you. Best or craziest thing you saw in sports? Obviously, probably going to be baseball-related, but
0: go. Yeah. Uh, am I allowed to have two? Sure. I think there's two that I, I really, I just thought of another one off the top of my head. So, uh, first one, this was the first year that I did it. Uh, we did a home run derby. Um, power showcase at RFMP Stadium to kick off the um, upper-class session this year. Uh, unfortunately, with the rain, we weren't able to do it with the underclass. But basically, uh, we had one of our pathway cross-checkers, Kevin Small, out at the purse style workout, picking eight bats that he really liked um, to participate in a home-run derby that evening at RFMP Stadium. And this kid, Mark Smith, from the Virginia Black Sox, I think, hit a total of, like, 35 home runs at RFMP Stadium. Like, we lost at least three dozen baseballs in the woods there because Mark was just absolutely teeing off. Ran it just like the MLB um, home run derby or similar to it where five-minute rounds, didn't give him any timeouts, and it actually ended up going to a minute swing-off uh, between Mark and Frankie Hernandez Jr. from Evolution Baseball, um, and they ended up, Mark ended up winning 12-11 to 11 in that final round, and some I mean, he put up 13 home runs the round before that, uh, he only needed six to win the round before that, because um, he was essentially the home team. So it was awesome to see Mark out there. Um, You know, a lot of really raw power. Still not really recruited a ton yet. That's a third baseman. Well-spoken kid. Um, I had a chance to talk with him a good bit. Really humble kid. And the other thing at uh, U.S. Baseball Championships, a quarterfinal matchup. That's a big rivalry um, within the state of Virginia. It's the Virginia Cardinals versus the Richmond Braves, uh, where we had... Two Division One verbal commits. Uh, Jimmy Starnes from the Virginia Cardinals is committed to West Virginia University. And then Mason Delane, I think is how you say his last name, uh, from the Richmond Braves. He's committed to go to VCU, Virginia Commonwealth, where they match up in the quarterfinals. Um, two guys that are 90-plus arms on the mound. Um, What's well, really exciting to watch, you know, those two guys go up against each other uh, with really an electric uh, atmosphere for a quarterfinal game. So those two things, um, really fun to watch out in uh, the Virginia sunshine for me in, in July. Luke?
2: I have uh, a couple as well. Um, the first one, we, in Myrtle Beach, we saw um, the heavens open up with rain and it freaking dumped every day. Um, and so there was there were some days we thought there's no way we're playing today. Jordan Cohen and I uh, got up super early, um, and Chris Falk as well got up super early, keeping communications with with the park so we could post weather updates to keep teams from going to the parks if, if there were delays. So we would look outside, and and we were we had an ocean front um, condo, and there were, were mornings we couldn't see the ocean. We were probably 50 yards from it. Uh, it was that dark, that bad, that uh, rainy. Um, so the grounds cruise in Myrtle Beach is is one of the best things I saw. I just, I'm still amazed at how we got games in. Uh, we didn't really lose anything. We really didn't have a lot of delays. So a big shout out to them. Um, the second is one, obviously, I, I coach a team here. At TC, we played in Steamboat uh, in the World Series, which Thomas mentioned earlier. as a great event, and it truly was. Um, we were in the, the gold bracket and won the World Series uh, gold bracket. And just not necessarily for, um, you know for, for me saying that we won the thing. It was all about watching the kids enjoy it and watching the kids um, who's already a tight-knit group, um, just we probably weren't the most talented team there, even though we, we are a talented team. but um, when you come together and you play as a team, uh, that kind of came into fruition there, and uh, it was just awesome to see the kids having a blast, parents having a blast, and
1: uh, even the coaches having a blast. So uh, those are those are my two, four pretty good uh, good stories there. Um, I'll, I'll do two since you guys you know we'll, we'll keep it. An even keep, the, at, keep the game at six. My first one is uh, related to time limits. Um, and time limits are important for a couple of reasons one, it, it helps games uh, you know, continue on you can get some uh, you don't have to delay anything into, into the nights um, but time um, the, the pace of baseball is excruciating people think that, <laughs> that Major League Baseball is bad I covered back-to-back games up in Steamboat two weeks ago back-to-back games uh, and the only break I had was the 20 minute break to drag the field mm-hmm. for the new game. Uh, they were 13 year old games. One game went four innings, the other game went five innings, which means I watched a complete nine innings of baseball. And in major League Baseball, you know a long game would take four hours, correct. I was there for six and a half hours and watched nine innings of baseball. These are these are two hour time limits, but the way that it ended up with the yeah. you know with the away team being up, the home team having to bat, and then yeah. things getting crazy, six and a half hours of nine inning baseball. Oh my goodness! Uh, is is one of the crazier things that happened. The other, also kind of related to time limits, this happened three times a, a, across the course of a summer. We talk about time limits. You have a home team that's ahead, right? And so if you if the time expires. You, you're done. You know, that's it. You're the winner. And there was a game uh, at US Club Nationals. So I won't mention the team, uh, but the home team was up. And there were about two minutes left on the clock it's beginning the inning. Uh-huh. You have three Beginning batting. the top half of the inning. Beginning the top half of the inning. Mm-hmm. Uh, or the bottom of the, the inning. Bottom the home of the team was up. The home team was up. Okay. So we're in the bottom of the sixth, fifth, whatever it was. Um, and so three out. All you need to do. Is extend the game two minutes and you're and you're done. First pitch swinging, first pitch swinging, first pitch swinging, ground out, pop out, ground out, or something. We we go to the, we go to the top of the next inning, <laughs> and the away team goes up and ends up winning the game. Oh, wow. yeah. That happened three wow. times, and that's again. That's we talked about like coaching. You got to tell your players look, take, 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 a a, take a few, take a few, take at least three. If you yeah, take three. Call a time, you know. Yeah. Call time. Do
0: something, you know. Play Step on thing. your
2: shoe string and make you know tie your shoe. That was yeah. uh, <laughs>
0: one of the more amazing things. Yeah, and that's oh. what I don't get. The the time limits. I mean, we ran into that for the upper class session with Myrtle Beach, where we're trying to get them as much ball. And I think from a coaching standpoint, you know, for us with the, the 14, it'll be the 14 year old blue team that I'm coaching next year. I mean, we're going to tell our guys to play fast. That's going to be, you know, like a spread offense in football. Like we're going to sprint in from, you know, the field and we're going to be ready to hit before their pitchers even out there and ready. But a lot of that I think, comes down to the coaches. You know, if you have a kid up to bat how many times do you really need to call time to talk with them during that at-bat or for for each kid? You know, I see that all the time, too, where these some guys will be calling time. I think I was at a game earlier this year where you know, there's five batters in the inning, and I think the third base coach called time four out of the five batters, wow. and that alone is, you know, 15, 20 minutes type thing. You know, let them play. Let them play the game fast. We, you know, we it's good for the game and good for the sport that we get all the innings in and aren't calling a three and a half inning game complete. You know, whenever it's sunshine out, I don't think there's any excuses for that. You know, have your catchers ready, sprint on and off the field. You know, you gotta gotta keep the kids moving um, if you're coaching out there. All right, well that uh,
1: that 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 does it here for this episode of Diamonds, Pearls, and Hardwood. Triple Crown Sports Podcast. My name is Thomas Hoffman. I am Coach Mike. And I'm Luke Price. We'll see you very soon.